Yeah, Claire's oh, got a good joke about that. What's oh, yeah. um, what's thirty foot long and smells like urine? What? Line dancing in a retirement home. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Drop it, gaming. Drop it, gaming. Drop it, gaming. Drop it, gaming. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Lucas here on the microphone, as per normal. I've also got Matt here, and I've got Susie here. So this is the trifecta, obviously, and we are the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. So that was my attempt at a new intro. How, do you, how did I go? Um, yeah, it's all right. It's episode um, fifty-one. It do is episode fifty-one. Probably know that. Well, um, if they're listening to this, they do now. Yeah. So. Hmm. Episode fifty-one. We've had a big week. We've had an election, and there was footy, and um, yeah, that's been about it. Yeah. They've been the highlights. They have. And the low lights. And pretty much all that has been on Facebook or yep. the Twitters or wherever else you get your kind of jollies from. Jollies. Yes. It doesn't have a whole lot to do with video games, though. Not yet. Not yet. So we better change it. So what you're saying, I can see now that my intro has sucked so far. Um, <laughs> so what I'll get you people to do is just from right now, we'll, we'll just be good <laughs> that's awful <laughs> oh fuck so, maybe, maybe I should have so a anyway yeah, that's probably a good idea <laughs> so yes this is episode 51 of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast um, and uh, yeah I'll, uh, I'll let you guys say hello now properly <laughs> hello Susie how that you doing easy. I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah. I, I thought it might be a good idea now that's episode 51 to, you know, maybe change things up a little bit. But then I thought okay. about it. I thought we've probably tried to do that like every other week. So we should just be normal. Just roll with it. Yeah. We just try and, and record each episode a little bit better than the one before it. And I think we just recorded shitter episode than the one before it. Yeah, we're off to a fucking amazing start today. <laughs> yes. We so, keep and... it fresh. <laughs> exactly. Like fresh, Subway. Like a corpse. Yeah, so hello everyone. Oh yeah, Matt. Hi, Shit, can't forget him. So we are going to talk about games now. Um, is there uh, any games that you've been playing, Susie? Um, I have chipped away at Killer is Dead. Um, I have not finished it because I've had so much on my plate in the last few weeks that uh, my so tolerance... can't play. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. I roll around on my floor until it's time to go to bed. Um... <laughs> Too many cards. <laughs> Um, So my normal tolerance levels aren't as high as they normally are and I'm at a point with the game that I'm actually quite stuck and I can't seem to get past it and um, 
I died and I basically just, you know, put the controller down and, you know, fuck this and, you know, just. I do know. I do know because I quite often do this. I don't normally do it though. So it's a bit of a new experience for me getting uh, a bit ragey with the single player game. I get like this with multiplayer from time to time, but never really with with the single player games. And it's just, it's just like, well, I just, I can't spare losing any more hair on my head at the moment. So I'm just going to leave it, you know, sitting on the table for now. And then chances are next time you turn it on, you'll fucking clock that bit. Like, I, I reckon that, yeah, I reckon that's probably what will happen. So I've just got to get that, you know, really nice balance of zen happening again and then I'll, you know, get back to it. I'll go, oh, that was really easy. Get to the next episode and fuck out on that too. And then, <laughs> then it starts again. <laughs> zen and the art of Suda 51. Yeah, I mean, I the same thing happened with Lollipop Chainsaw. I got to a point with it. It's like, fuck, this is hard. I can't get past it. I don't know what to do. Oh. And then I'd go back to it and just do it. And it's like, well, what the fuck was I worried about? Always <laughs> <laughs> the way. Sometimes you just need to take a break. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. And I'm just a bit preoccupied at the moment because I'm gearing up to move house. So it's sort of like, well, you know, I'm, I'm at work during the day. I get home and try and pack some boxes. And Love so packed boxes. Well, I see. Um, Fudge boxes. <laughs> um, I it got pointed out to me the other day. Um, I was told, "Well, why are you watching Melrose Place if you've got so much to do?" And I said, "Well, it's it's like the old drinking game I used to have with watching Melrose Place. Whenever someone would say go to hell, you'd have a drink, and you'd be pretty much flogged." after watching one episode so <laughs> when I'm watching it now and I hear it I go and pack a box and I think in two episodes I'd packed six or seven boxes it was pretty good so I'm sort of getting that motivation and entertainment happening at the same time <laughs> multitasking that's it so oh <laughs> well it's but actually it's... funny that you mentioned this like the whole you know getting stuck at a bit and then giving up because I don't know if anybody else has played it but the um, iPad game, The Room, has just had a, an update put on it and it's a whole, like, another probably 15 or 20 minutes in the, at the end of the game. Um, and I played The Room probably over 12 months ago and got stuck about three or four times and didn't want to go and look shit up and just wanted to try and, you know, just trudge through it. And so many times I put it down, I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's a puzzle game, so it doesn't change too much, but I wanted to play the epilogue or whatever they call it. And, yeah. um, yeah, so I got the game and I deleted where I'd, when I'd finished the game, so I had to do it all again. And I finished it all in, like, probably an half an hour or maybe 45 minutes mm. and wasn't challenged at all. And I could remember a lot of it, but there were some bits that I still was just easy compared to what I remember it being. Yeah. And uh, then I got to the epilogue and just smashed that in one sitting kind of thing. And, yeah, it was just kind of bizarre that it, it was so frustrating and yet now it's not. Yeah. Different frame of mind, I guess. Well, I guess the thing with Suda51 games is that there's a lot of quick time events and button mashing. So I suppose yeah. when you've been sitting there for, you know, 20-odd minutes, paying attention, doing what the game's telling you to do, and then you get stuck and 
whoever you're battling against basically kicks your ass very quickly, you sort of just go, I just do not have the mental capacity for this. <laughs> um, and I guess with Killer is Dead, one thing with it is that there is a lot of theatrical cutscenes. In fact, it's pretty much half game, half story, and you're watching a lot of what's happening um, behind the scenes between loading. So I think even when I booted the game, it was about five or ten minutes, or well, maybe not that long, but it was a while before you actually take control of the game that's happening. So you're watching a lot of the cinematics with it telling the story. So I think by the time you actually go to do something, your brain's already sort of gone into that sort of that lull of not thinking about what you have to do and then you suddenly have to go and do it and you know mash the x button 20 times to be able to sort of survive nevertheless what i love about killer is dead is the episode introductions they are so nice like it's it's almost sexy the way it's done and i love it i love when a new episode starts because it's just the presentation of it's fantastic um one thing I'm not really all that good at with it is um, there's like a, a side mission part to Killer is Dead. They're the gigolo missions. I am terrible at picking up chicks. Like, I'm so bad at it. <laughs> and I, I really... Yeah, I mean, the idea of it is you basically talk to women either in a bar or sitting on a chair somewhere and you've got to basically try and get the courage to give them a present. And by getting courage, it basically is looking through your special X-ray glasses, staring at their rack or staring into their lap and hoping that you don't get caught doing it. This game sounds fucking weird. It is. (laughs) It is totally weird. And I don't know, the... The inner anti-chauvinist part of me just goes, this game is so fucking wrong. And then it's like, but gee, this is funny. Like, can I really get enough courage to give her a present? And what's she thinking? And am I going to get lucky? And it's like, what am I doing? What kind of fucking present do you give? Oh, you buy presents with the money that you get through your missions. So it could be um, a bottle of perfume. Um, Oh, I, I, I didn't. I learnt the hard way how to play it, and I gave this girl a packet of gum, and she didn't really like me very much for doing that, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. by the way, your breath stinks. Here, have some gum. I didn't know what I gave her. Like, I was just pressing buttons, and it's like, oh, thank you. And it's like, shit, I've only got five minutes to do this, and she keeps busting me for looking at her rack, and I'm going, why am I doing this? (laughs) (laughs) I think guys ask themselves that question a lot. Yeah, but I don't. I don't do that. Straight after getting slapped in the face, like, why did I do that? I don't go to talk to women in bars and try and stare in their lap or their chest or anything. That's just not me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting there doing it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, it's it's very Suda Fifty One, and and I love it just because it's just so different to everything else that's that's around. And I I think that's why I love all those games because they're just so fucking different. Mm. Nice. So there you go, <laughs> Matt. How about yourself? Um, video games. Any good one? Uh, actually, I haven't been playing that many games because I've been pretty slack. 
To be honest, I've been reading books like a nerd. Wow, so, you old I'm man. not a nerd. Books are no, awesome. no, what he means is he reads them like a nerd. So he like, gets all his my hair parted glasses, in the middle. And, uh, yeah. yeah, get some pet biros in my pocket. Yeah. Grab Walk my calculator, watch it, settle down with a cup of <laughs> whatever nerd you drink. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Um, I've been playing, actually, Killzone Mercenary on the Vita, which came out last week. And uh, it's a first-person shooter, clearly, by the name Killzone. If you know oh, yeah. Killzone, you know it's a first-person shooter. And it's a first-person shooter on the Vita, which uh, so far there's been... I think it's the third one <clears throat> in the lifetime so far of the Vita. The first one was uh, Resistance Burning Skies, which was a fucking hot mess. <laughs> I think I gave it a two out of oh no I definitely didn't give it a two because it wasn't worth a fucking two it, it was a number two it, yeah basically um, it was really fucking shit <clears throat> the second one <laughs> and that's the official word on that one <laughs> the second one was uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified yeah. I never played because that was also a fucking hot mess according to all the critical reviews out there. So I thought that one was worth not fucking ever getting. Oh, apparently... Well, they're, they're not really your kind of game, are they? You don't, like, generally gravitate towards FPSs. Yeah, not really. I mean, some... I, I enjoyed Battlefield 3 quite a lot. Mm. But... There wasn't, not, there wasn't much to not like about that game, though. Yeah, it's just... I don't know, there's certain ones that I play a lot of. Like, I played Killzone 3. Uh, I play a lot of third-person shooters. But anyway, first-person shooters. Um, apparently Call of Duty Declassified was it was done by the same developers who made Resistance Burning Skies, which wasn't a great fucking start. And um, apparently it was rushed out in like seven or nine months or something, which is also not a great start when you're trying to make a game. You loved it. Uh, well, I never played it. I want to get it, but only when it's a bargain. Bargain basement thing, so. <laughs> Killzone Mercenary <clears throat> is the first decent FPS worth getting on the Vita. It's done by the guys who made Killzone, which is good because Resistance was not made by the guys who made Resistance. It was made by a third party. Um, okay. It actually... It uses some of the touch controls of the Vita for things like melee attacks and there's little buttons on the sides of the screen which are handy because, you know, easy access to swap weapons and things like that. But um, the the thing that sets it apart from resistance for a start is the graphics are fucking amazing. Whereas Burning Skies had really a massive lack of polish in the graphics. The stories pretty alright if you're into the kill zone or if you want to know about the kill zone world the idea of it is basically um, the Helgens who are the bad guys have invaded Vector which is the good guys the planet of the good guys and the ISA are the army of Vector and they're getting their asses fucking handed to them by this dictatorship Helgen force and basically the ISA says we're getting fucked over royally we need to get some mercenaries to back us up. And you are a mercenary. And so, so back us the fuck up. 
Yeah, so every everything you do in the game earns you money. So every time you kill an enemy, you get like $50 or something. Um, depending on headshots, you get more for, and stealth kills you get more for, things like that. And then you use that money to buy weapon upgrades and stuff and little bits of equipment that are cool. So that's pretty cool. It um, it all works as you would expect a game to work. Obviously, it's not as good as playing an FPS on a console because the, I mean, although the Vita has dual analog sticks, they're not quite as responsive as um as using, say, an Xbox controller or the DualShock Three. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't use the rear touchpad, which is nice. Oh, it actually does. My bad. To be to zoom in with a sniper, <laughs> you have to scroll up or down with the fucking rear touchpad, which is really shit, actually. But apart from that, the game's pretty good. The multiplayer is another thing that steps up, up beyond Burning Skies, because Burning Skies multiplayer was basically deathmatch. I think it was three versus three or four versus four. And it had uh, instantaneous respawn, the same as some Call of Duty modes. And so you would basically just run in, shoot until either you die or you kill someone. And then eventually you die anyway and you just instantly respawn and you just keep going. And there was no real objectives, just a time limit. And at the end it's like, yeah, you got kills. And uh, in this there's three modes. There's free-for-all deathmatch, team deathmatch, and then something called Warzone, I'm pretty sure it's called, which um, it's one of those ones where it splits up into like three or four minute sections, and for each three minutes, there's a new objective, so it might be like when you kill someone, they drop a, a card called a Valor card, and so there's a section of it called Bounty Hunter, where the idea is to collect as many Valor cards as you can. Then there's, it'll, it might finish that and go to a body count mode where it's all about just killing the other people or where these um, capsules get dropped down from the sky and you've got to run up and hack into them to get intel and meanwhile the enemy is trying to also do that so you know you're working together as a team to defend it while one person hacks it and stuff like that or the fourth mode is interrogator where you shoot your um, enemies until they fall over and then you run over and interrogate them using swiping motions with the touch screen to extract information from them. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. But uh, it has a pretty robust experience system and of course all the weapon upgrades and stuff that are in the single player campaign are also in the multiplayer. So it's they've done a pretty good job of it. And I'm enjoying it so far. I'm only four levels in. I can't say how long each of the chapters is because I've been pausing and doing other things while playing it, which is what's awesome about the Vita. You can just press the power button and it goes into standby mode and then you come back to exactly the point you're at. So, yeah. Well, I'll try to finish a level, like, without pausing it. Although I'm playing on hard, so I've been dying a fuckload. Because I suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not much we can do about that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see the Vita getting some love. With um, like obviously, it's everyone always says that there's not a lot of games out there for it, but really there are a shitload. 
of um, digital ones, but f in terms of retail and AAA games, Killzone Mercenaries, the first one. I mean, Rayman Legends is out on the Vita now, but that's out on, or oh, I think that, yeah, that's out now. And that comes out on Xbox and PS3 and everything as well. So in terms of Vita-specific AAA games, I don't think there's been a big one since maybe Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed last year. So mm. Yeah, it's still been pretty quiet, though. Oh, I suppose there was Soul Sacrifice, but that was kind of hit and miss. It was like a <clears throat> really repetitive kind of um, monster bashing fucking thing where you kill enemies and pick up little bits and pieces until you're powerful enough to be able to go and kill the main boss. So, I don't know, I kind of liked it, but I wasn't that into it. Some people probably, I mean, a lot of people have loved it, but whatever. It's um, it's good to see an FPS on there, considering when they fucking brought it out, they were like, oh, sweet, here's this thing. It's awesome, it has a crystal clear screen and dual analog sticks, which everyone has been like, we need a handheld with dual analog sticks so we can play decent first-person shooters on it. And now there's finally a fucking first-person shooter on it that's decent. So if you have a Vita, suggest picking it up. And if you do, um, add me and we can play it together, maybe. <laughs> there you go. It's a hot date for anyone out there. <laughs> That was my mini review of Coolzone Mercenary. Four and a half out of five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Good stuff. Um, myself, um, I have been playing some games lately. As I said, I played The Room on the iPad. Um, I just finished uh, a, another game on the iPad, um, and that was called Hollywood Monsters, an adventure game. Um, bulky picks and pendulum. Um, yeah, really good game. Uh, it was a lot longer than I thought it would be. So that was the name's fantastic. a lot longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> than most games should be. Um, uh, but I also today uh, got to have a, a game of AFL Live Two, uh, hoping to still get a review copy so we can actually run it through its paces. But uh, yeah, it was. It was good. I played a fair bit of AFL Live 1 and my son Charlie, who played AFL this year, um, has been playing a hell of a lot of it. So I sit down with him on occasions and have a bit of a game. Um, playing number two, I was surprised, I suppose. The game still feels like the original game, which is fantastic, uh, but they've made a few tweaks and a few changes here and there. Some A few changes in the camera angles, the... Graphics do look improved, but not to the point where it doesn't look like the same game anymore. Is there more which... animations for things like marking the ball and spoiling and all that kind of stuff? There is a bit more, yeah. yeah it's not as kind of chunky looking as it was before. Mm -hmm. um, I did play it on a smaller screen than I'd play AFL Live on, so it may have looked a bit different to that because I wasn't in the same environment, but... It, it did look a lot more fluid and, um, you know, in the last one when they ran, they just looked like Lego blocks in stop motion kind of thing. Um, it's a little bit cleaner this time, which is good. Um, the 
replays and things like that look a lot better. They almost look like they're kind of TV coverage now instead of just a changed angle of the same thing you just did, mm. uh, which is pretty cool. I kind of yeah, I enjoyed it just sitting there watching it. It's like um, almost with FIFA but not as long. You know, with FIFA, you score a goal, they play like eight different camera angles and you know, all that kind of crap. Um, it's not anywhere near as big as that, but it, it's good. Good to watch. Um, I think I might pick it up, actually. And so, yeah, I think it's a must for, for, an for me anyway. Supporter. Yeah, for sure. It's much better to play than the first one was. Um, but as I said to you before, Matt, the thing that kind of got me was in... If you if you played AFL Live and you want to play AFL Live too, it it does step it up. Like the the touchiness of the kicking is a lot more accurate than the first one was. Um, you know your ability to just be quicker and faster at what you're trying to do has been a bit more improved. It's more responsive in that way, mm-hmm. um, and you've kind of got to be able to uh, go with the motion of your body in a play. I don't know if you have played AFL or any major sports, I suppose you'd understand what that meant. But you know, in the first one, you could run into a pack full pelt from one side, pick up the ball, and you'd have perfect balance to do anything you want. Um, you, know, you could shoot a handball off and stuff like that. But if with this, you've got to run into a pack and you, your you know, release of the ball will respond better if you're doing it in the direction that you're already traveling, um, which I thought was pretty cool as well. Um, but the other thing that got me, which was awesome for me this time because it actually worked in my favor, but in the first game, when you kick the ball, if it hits the ground and isn't marked or whatever, kicked into open space, it just kind of keeps bouncing in the one direction like it's just a round ball. But obviously a football isn't, so in this one now, it, if it lands, it can bounce in any direction. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a really good uh, addition as well. It actually made it look and feel a lot more like the actual real game. A mm-hmm. um, couple of times I'd kick the ball forward to the forwards or whatever and they hadn't let out fast enough and didn't get the ball and it kind of bounced and then went in the wrong direction so they couldn't just run onto it. Um, but in another one, I tried to kick a goal and it would have missed going in the straight angle that it used to but it kind of bounced on the side and then dribbled over for a goal i was pretty stoked so <laughs> yeah but it, it's a good game it's it seems a bit more just enhanced i suppose which is what you'd want from it yeah well, but, um yeah once we get to play it a bit more we'll be able to talk more but it, it seems like there's a lot more i'm just reading the um breakdown of it on eb games website actually because <laughs> i'm <laughs> how much it is but it's got like Comparing it to the to the last one, the um, they've got rid of Brian Taylor as a fucking commentator, which is awesome. Cause that guy's <laughs> a dick. They got they got Tom Har- Tom Harley as a commentator. Mm. So that's yeah. and plus there's 15 year career mode, which is new. That wasn't in the last one. No, that's true. It's got yeah. drafting, trading, finances, all that kind of shit, tribunal and stuff, which is pretty advanced. I mean, it's it's not advanced in comparison to FIFA because FIFA's got all the, the trade window stuff and all that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, that's but true. Yeah. It's a big step up in the first one. Um and the new the new teams and, and uh you know the new jerseys and all that kind of stuff obviously have all been updated. Mm-hmm. And that's that was good as well. Because now the other games what two years old? 
Yeah, three more. I think. Yeah, I think it was August 2011. I think. Yeah. The you... first one. Yeah. No, it was before that because I'm still waiting on my review copy when I was a guest on this show. <laughs> no, it wasn't a review copy. Must have got lost. It just... No, it was an iTunes. No, it was an iTunes review that I left, and I was oh, told I'd yeah. get a copy of it. Competition. So. Yeah, you, you can't know. trust the dudes that run statute, this. Statute of them. Oh, it's fucking dodgy. Yeah, write it off as a loss. It says it says on here there's over 60 teams that you can play huh. as. So VFL, AFL, TAC, Cup. <laughs> bonus teams such as the Big V and the Indigenous All-Stars teams. And teams from the International Cup. So oh, wow, Australia. They've, they've definitely put a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> no, they'd be like... Island and shit, I guess. They play that fucking whatever. Um, So, yeah, clearly that game, if you're into sports games and you like AFL, I would suggest checking it out. Mm. Yeah, I I definitely would too. And I'm looking forward to spending a lot more time with it. Yeah, I think I'll pick it up this week, actually. Mm. Anyway. It's kind of game, though. Like, AFL Live is... And even with the first one, when it first came out, it was fun to sit down and play a few games. But it's different in that way that it's, it is much more fun to play with other people. Mm. And you know, with FIFA, you can sit there and play 10 seasons by yourself and it doesn't make any difference. Um, playing it against someone's obviously more fun. But it, you know, with AFL, it's a lot more of a must, I think, especially when you're learning the game. Well, I think they've got the, the, the implementation of the 15-year career mode would kind of assist that I think mm, yeah true you, can, you could create a player and draft it into a certain team and then transfer to another team and you know mm. premierships left and right and brown lows and shit yeah that'd be good with uh, with Charlie he's playing upstairs before the, the season finished and uh, <laughs> I created a player for him and his name and all that kind of stuff and he was playing for Geelong and um in the game, you've got to choose either a name that's already in it that's been recorded so that they can do your commentary, or there's a, just a massive list of just you know, names that you can choose yeah. from, of, uh, yeah. yeah, like alias kind of thing. And um, we went through this big list, and I kept saying things, and it got to the word nugget, and the guy just yells out, nugget! <laughs> and um, Charlie's like, yes, I want that. So anyway, he ended up breaking his finger. Oh, you did it, actually. Oh, yeah, my Broke his finger. Um, and then he played the last game of the year and he kicked a couple of goals. And the first time he went up, he took the mark and he went back. And um, as he lined up to kick, I just yelled out, Nugget! And uh, <laughs> he kicked the goal, but he started laughing pretty hard. And everyone's kind of looking at me weird, like, what did you yell that out for? <laughs> None of your fucking business. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you watch your kids, I'll watch my fucking kid. All right? Kick your ass. Yeah, exactly. So anyway. Nugget. <laughs> yeah, I did break his finger. <clears throat> yeah, it it's not the first time you've tried to kill him, though. Last time so was a concussion. Yeah, won't be the last either. Well, probably not. <laughs> anyway, so that's the the big games that we've been playing lately, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I come the next podcast, which, by the way, like Susie mentioned, she's moving, so could be months. It could be a little while until... <laughs> oh, it won't be that long because, um, well, fingers crossed, apparently my internet will be cut and connected the same day. So Yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping that's the case. Otherwise, I'm 
looking to be at least a weekend without anything and I'll probably go nuts. So mm. It's lucky that you've found a place above a McDonald's, though, so you can log into their free Wi-Fi. Oh, wouldn't that be good? <laughs> Fuck, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> oh. And or then a coffee just club. holler downstairs for a cheeseburger. Yeah, coffee clubs have free Wi-Fi as well, I think. You know, I have not seen yeah, a single coffee one. club. No, no I sorry. haven't. I haven't seen one down here. No, oh, yeah. That's true. That Owen doesn't. That shit. Yeah, coffee club is kind of fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So... You get used to it when you're a Brisbane bum. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, next time we record, we'll have things to talk about, such as Saint 4, GTA 5. Um, Something 6. And other things. Flight, potentially Splinter Cell Blacklist. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's picking right. Up Ray- <laughs> I'm picking up Rayman Legends on the Vita this week as well. So I'll be playing that. Fuck that game. So we'll be... Um... I was going to say it would be Matt's monologue for that episode then if you're getting that on the Vita and you're playing this and you're playing that. But yeah, you need, it needs to be a better title. It should be, I don't know, Vagina Monologues 2. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> Did you My just bad. call him up? Beep. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> I'm back with the really bad jokes again. I gotta stop it. That was Sorry. hurtful. Stop it, Susie. Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm a naughty girl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're on the topic of naughty girls. Be on the topic of. <laughs> yeah, we were on naughty girls just a moment ago. Um, what did you want to get on to now? Talk about next generation stuff. As we, as you can probably tell, listeners, all of you, listeners, use, use. We are <laughs> pretty much freestyling this. We've got yeah. a, an agenda that we're pretty much finished now. <laughs> so we we're kind of going to freestyle and talk about whatever interests us about next generation stuff. I guess. Yes, derailment. Yes. So um, we can start off by saying that um, the Xbox One has a release date of the 22nd of November in Australia, which is a week before the PS4. Yes. And yes. all awesome. pre-orders of the unit will come with a free digital copy of FIFA 14 in Australia, mm-hmm. which is a fucking awesome deal if you like FIFA 14. And if you don't like FIFA 14, it's probably not that attractive. Yeah, pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I kind of like that idea. Well, as I said, you, how big is FIFA 14 going to be to download, do you think? Oh, four gig? Fucking minimum four gig. Oh, it'd be bigger than that. All their games are on Blu-ray now. Yeah. Ten gig? I reckon eight. Yeah, I'd say probably eight and then an update and then a patch. Well, and then well if update. I get my Xbox One, one of you could potentially buy my FIFA 14 code. Huh? Or we could just oh. come down and beat you up and take it. Whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you're saying silly things, so I said something silly. <laughs> I was very silly. <laughs> That's very silly. Yeah, I was being silly, sorry. No, yeah. Um, I don't think... It depends how it's going to work anyway, because they might, might be like... No, I don't know. It probably will be just a code in the box, eh? 
Yeah, man, for Probably. sure. Don't get too high tech, will you, Microsoft? Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of cool. FIFA 14, whatevs. Well, it was like you were saying with you know, Killzone, if they bring out the, you know, the uh, price dropped one, it's got a, what do you say, it's got a gig on board. Oh, yeah, I haven't mentioned that Space. yet on the show. They, oh, okay, sorry. Well, we Spoiler. That, I guess. There was, uh, <laughs> there was a Sony conference in, in Japan yesterday, basically, um directed at Japanese people, as you would think a Japanese press conference would be. And it was all about... If it was in Japanese, for sure. Yeah, it was definitely in Japanese. So there was trailers for new games. I think there was three or four new PS4 games announced, including like Yakuza and a new Grasshopper Manufacture game, Suda51 game, um, and a couple others. But uh, all the trailers are in Japanese, and they're all voiced over by a dude with a really deep voice, monotone voice. So in it's Japanese. fucking weird watching them. Cool. <laughs> it's like a cutscene of a girl talking, and then this guy's like, and uh, then this, and that. Uh. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. But getting back to the Vita thing, they've announced the PS Vita uh, 2000. Is that what it's called? <laughs> sure. It's a remodel of the Vita. Basically, they're removing the OLED screen and putting in just a normal LCD screen, which means it won't be as fucking awesome as the current one. This is just so interesting at the moment. is it like Windows 2000? Nah. Server edition. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they didn't call it the Vita NT. XP. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Media center. Basically, <laughs> okay, <Sorry>. are we done? <laughs> taking the OLED screen off, putting in a gig of onboard memory because currently the Vita doesn't have any onboard memory. It's going to have a micro USB port for data transfer rather than the proprietary one that the current Vita has, uh, and it's going to come in like six different colors. That's awesome. Uh, you know, what like, colors? Like white, yellow, red, blue, black. White's not a color. It's pearl white. But it, it's not, <laughs> not a color. So the other colors that he mentioned, and then it'll come in white and black probably. So it's really only four colors and a couple no of shades. Shade. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Which is good if you're in Queensland. It's nice to have shade. The, um, <laughs> the one gigabyte hard drive is probably not going to be that handy for much stuff, but, you know. Well, like you said, you've got uh, the <laughs> kill zone on uh, on cartridge, and as soon as you put it in, there was a 1.2 gig update. So you're fucked if you only got one of these little shitty ones yeah. with the crap screen <laughs> and the shitty little space on it. They've also announced a 64, a 64 gig memory card, which is about time, by the way. And all of the memory cards just recently got a price cut, as well as the Vita got a price cut in Australia. I wouldn't... They're only like 200 bucks at the moment. I think... Um, JB have got a deal, or EB have got a deal for like 260 bucks. You get a Wi-Fi Vita with Killzone Mercenary and a four gig memory card, I think, for 270 bucks or 260 bucks, which is not too shabby. Yeah. Why do they start so small? I mean, they know at one at some point you want more space. I might as well just start off with like 50 gig off the bat. Yeah. Well, I've got a 16 gig card. Because when I bought it, the 32s were like a hundred bucks. 
which is ridiculous. Fuck. Sorry. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if we don't see these new colourful Vitas in Australia for a little while, because as we know, sales of the Vita haven't been particularly crash hot. And I'd say there's a whole fuckload of stock sitting in a warehouse somewhere that needs to be sold before they can start selling this other shit. And it's hard to translate the Japanese coding into English, so it's quite hard for them to, you know, bring things out here at the same time, I guess. I think the Vita is a much stronger product in in Japan than it is anywhere else, purely because of the support for Sony over there. Mm. But um, they really need to get a few key games out on it. The problem is, like, obviously, with the PS4, the Vita is going to be a really good companion piece for it because I think pretty much every game is going to be able to be remote played on the Vita that's what they're saying and then you're going to have second screen stuff as well which Microsoft are doing with their smart glass apps Mm -hmm. and obviously the Wii U has its own second screen but um I love smart glass it's just made me so lazy but anyway yeah, I mean, that, those kind of things are handy and it's <laughs> going. But the problem with it, with the Vita, is that if a third-party developer looks at the Vita and the PS4 and goes, well, why the fuck would I make a port of this game or a version of this game for the Vita when the player can just buy it on PS4 for a, as a fully-priced PS4 game and just remote play it on their Vita? Because you can't tilt your television. Yes, well... The DualShock 4 has six axes, I believe. And if you get the one with the camera, then you could just tilt your head. <laughs> It'll be like, oh, I'm tilting. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So there's... <laughs> you hope. Depends how many beers you've had. Yeah, that's Otherwise, right. Otherwise, your legs are just going to flip over your head and, you know, you fall through and, the glass door. And PlayStation goes sleep. sorry matt i'm sorry i keep i keep ending your discussions with really silly shit i'm sorry i've got nothing more to say well as as we were discussing before um you know the obviously the xbox is bringing out with fifa 14 which will be awesome because all the fifas are um but when you look at what's being offered with the PS4, there was those um, those two games we were looking at before. What were they called? <laughs> um, the racing yeah. game and something other kind of game. Drive Club. Yeah. And uh, Killzone something? Uh, Killzone Shadow Falls coming out on the PS4. Is that what you're talking about? Is that the one you get when you buy it? I'll look it up. God. Um, yes, Shadow Falls. Anyway, you don't um, get it when you buy it. Oh, it says oh, you can lock them in anyway. They're the launch titles. So anyway, yeah. pre-order. The thing I don't understand is that with the PlayStation Three, they're bringing out Gran Turismo Six, and this has probably been beating the shit out of for a long time now. But I don't get it. Um, they've got a new console launching, and they bring out probably one of their flagship driving games obviously um before the release date in on a lower console because it's now old it's being you know superseded um and then on the xbox you're going to have 
the driving game of Drive Club against uh, when they bring out Forza. Is it Forza 5 now? Yeah. Yeah, it will be. Which is you know going to be fucking awesome. And you know I I think I think Sony's really shot themselves in the foot with this very short-sightedly by not bringing out GT6 up against Forza. You know on the new console it's a big draw card heaps of people would want to have that game. It would sell systems Gran Turismo uh, what was the one on PS2? Uh, three? I Was it only two and then three came out? Um, I can quickly look it up. <laughs> See, the thing about the Gran Turismo is um, when it comes out, it sells systems, right? Mm, yeah. PS2 had Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec and then Gran Turismo 4 and like the sales of them I think Gran Turismo is one of the highest selling PS3 games or PlayStation franchises of all time I wouldn't be surprised and people I've known people who just buy PS3s purely for Gran Turismo so if you brought out Mm. Gran Turismo 6 on the PS4 it would ship units shit loads of units but the fact remains that there's like a hun- hundreds of millions of PS3s out there. So if you release it as a PS3 game, put all your effort into making it on PS3 rather than splitting resources to be able to ma- have a PS4 version as well, yeah. you're probably going to sell a fuckload more copies of it. But you, well, you probably would, but then you've, then you've got the other people that don't want to buy it because they're upgrading their system soon anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you kind of do I spend the money to get it and just play it for a little while and have to keep the PS3 sitting there and, you know, going back to playing that after playing much better games, I guess. Mm. Well, but with, it'll be know, Forza will come out and smash it. Oh, so. definitely. Forza 5 is going to smash the shit out of it. Like that, mm. I mean, and not smash the shit out of Gran Turismo, but smash the shit out of Drive Club on the PS4 because obviously, for sure. like we were saying before we started recording, there's like certain genres that you need to have a game in that genre at launch so that your your console is most attractive to basically everyone who's into everything. Mm. So you've got like Knack, which is your cartoony platformy game on the PS4. You've got uh, Zone Shadow 4, which is a first-person shooter. Infamous Second Son's not a launch title, but it's launch window. I think it's the first quarter next year it's going to come out. And that's an infamous game, which is a open-world action superhero-y type game. Uh, what else is there? Um, Drive Club, obviously a racing game, because you need yeah, to have exactly. a racing game. Yeah. Then they've done that uh, cross-up mixed kind of game, which I, it took me a bit by surprise, actually. You know, they, they wanted to put a fighting game on there, but they also wanted to make it kind of appealing to kids. So they've done a, a uh, like Tekken kind of crossed with the Wiggles, which is pretty cool, <laughs> I thought. But I think, I think the bad guy in it is just Miley Cyrus, and he just, <laughs> as the Wiggles, beat the shit out of her. It's pretty right. cool. Kids will dig it. No idea what you're talking about. No, but they should make that game, I think. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's, wow. That, All right, you heard it here that's, first. That's my idea. <laughs> that's pretty much 
the launch titles, like, as in exclusives, you know? Mm. And then for the, obviously, in on the Xbox side, I think um, you've obviously got Forza, which is a racing game. Uh, Dead Rising 3. Yep. I don't know if that's a launch title or a launch window title. But um, still, that's your open world zombie fucking action game. Another zombie game. Yeah. I'm sure Another people... One. I don't think people are sick of them yet. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I mean... <clears throat> um, oh, that reminds me. I, I actually, because... It comes been... a train. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's been so long. Ah, oh, I've totally slipped my mind. I actually did play State of Decay. Yeah? Yeah. I call it State of Okay. So, get it on special. There's a twist on the words. Didn't like yeah. it, eh? like it. Oh, it was all right, but it was just not what... Oh. You know, it's just, you play one, you play them all. The only, the only decent thing that I liked in it that I found out the hard way is that if a character dies, that's it, they're dead. There's no checkpointing. Um, oh. But otherwise, it's kind of, it's very monotonous. And sometimes it just gets a little bit ridiculous. Like at one point, I had no car and there were about four hordes walking around me and I just thought, this is not going to end well. And it didn't. <laughs> And did you just like get into the fetal position and start crying? Just about, yeah. just about. No, because that was when I saw that, I thought, ah, fuck it, I better not try and fight these 50 zombies off me, I'll just let it checkpoint. And I basically saw my character get ripped to shreds, and then it was back at the safe house. And they go, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your friend. And it's like, Oh, Jesus. So, um, <laughs> fucking that's kind of good though. Like, that's the only thing I liked about it. And but even then, there's no difficulty changing. So the second playthrough is almost a breeze, really. It's okay. just it's almost too easy, and um, yeah, it's, it's just meh. I don't know. <laughs> Go back to Left for Dead or Dead Island or something. Like they're far superior. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Zombies. Um, 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 <laughs> games, games that people like. Um, there's a like obviously people like 2D fighting games. So Killer Instinct's coming out on the Xbox One. But um, at the end of the day, like they do these games where they're like, oh, we need to have this or put this out. Drive yeah. Club, Drive Club is not going to compare to Forza at all because it's a completely different game. Yeah. Forza. Well, they say they likened it to Grid Two. Yeah, well, Forza's a simulator game, like a driving simulator, yeah. whereas Drive Club's going to be more arcade like Grid 2, which is... Well, yeah, kind of like Need for Speed. Grid 2 is... Um, basically, the idea of it was that you, uh, you're you hired by this new motorsports company that's trying to get a, a foothold in the world, and you go out to all these street racing clubs... And you do different races in, you know, different countries around the world while you're trying to win fans in that area. Um, I'm not sure how Drive Club is going to work, but it's basically like if it's being compared to Grid Two, it's like, you know, just your standard kind of 
I think. Yeah, been done a thousand times kind of game. Yeah, basically. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fun. And it's free for PlayStation Plus. There's like a, a Drive Club PS Plus version, which is free when on day one if you're a Play, PlayStation Plus member. So, I mean, that's that's a free driving game. Yeah. yeah the, I think that's a good thing to do. Like, uh, you know, being able to continue it and just offer, you know, a, a brand new game. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as you get home, you open it up, you haven't had to spend more money. And bang, there you go. You just have to wait for it to download. Yeah, exactly. Which it will be fine when we've got all got the NBN. Oh, wait. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was waiting for it. There it is. Yeah. I'm actually kind of keen to see Knack because I'm starting starting to get more into those kind of games. The little, like, non too, not too serious platformy type games. Because... I think it'll be in the vein of like Crash Bandicoot and um you know well the guy the guy who's developing it, Mark Cerny, was heavily involved with Spyro and Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank and stuff like that. So it'll be a platform in, in that kind of vein. So I'm sure it'll be pretty fun. But then you've got all the third party games anyway, so it's like who gives a fuck what the at the end of the day, the third-party games are the really fucking awesome ones. Like, there's going to be some good exclusives, maybe not at launch. Like I said, Infamous Second Son comes out beginning of next year. That game's going to be fucking sick. And then you've got new Fable coming, new Halo coming for the Xbox One. None of them are launch date, but they'll be out sooner or later, and they'll, you know, they'll be awesome. But then you've got things like. Assassin's Creed, Battlefield 4, Call of Duty Ghosts, Watch Dogs, FIFA, FIFA, Madden, fucking the UFC games, the new EA Sports UFC, that's only on next gen, it's not on current gen, and I think their new NBA game, which is going to compete with the 2K, NBA 2K series, I'm pretty sure that's only going to be on the new generation as well. So, Mm -hmm. there's reasons to be picking either one, I guess. Just get one. <laughs> we'll get both, whatever. Like if you, yeah, might as well. I, I feel like there's going to be more, like EA have teamed up with Xbox and said, yes, give away FIFA 14 with every fucking pre-order. And I'm sure there's going to be more EA Sports deals with the Xbox One in future. Most likely. So that'll be interesting. There's usually, like, you know, there's always that exclusive side, either console, that happens. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think Ubisoft make a lot of their games have, uh, like, an hour of extra content for PS3, PS4, whatever. I know Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed 3 and probably Assassin's Creed 4 all have an extra hour. Mm-hmm. Which you can probably then purchase as DLC. Yeah. I wonder how long they're going to offer FIFA for free. Oh, it's only on pre-orders. So, oh, so that's it. Yeah, right. launch day. That's it. Yeah. Because the, the PS4 is already sold out in Australia. If you pre-order it now, uh, you will be on a waiting list. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Well, yeah. that's, how, that's how many they've fucking sold so far, it's like they can't 
build them as fast as people want them. Did you did you get yours, Matt? Uh, I pre-ordered mine on the day they announced the price, so I'm pretty safe, I think. Yeah. Okay. How do you know? You just find out on the day. Well, I think they they came out like they started saying to retailers, like seriously, anyone who asked to pre-order, it's sold out. They'll be waiting at least a couple of weeks, I guess. Yeah, right. So I know EB still taking pre-orders for the Xbox One, so... Yeah, I think the Xbox One's still got some. Although the um, the special edition Day One Adopter Xbox One, which has the little engravement, engraving... Engraving, <laughs> yum. I'd love to be engraving. You know, uh, what is it? You get... The, on the day one, the day one edition, it comes with a uh, little writing on it that says Xbox One Day One Edition. And an achievement. In. And you get an achievement, right? Fuck. Cool. I might as well, when I get mine, just scratch something into it. Yeah. Just, you know. Fuck yeah. Well, another, it's usually... another notch on the post. <laughs> <laughs> if you Google um, Xbox One Day One Edition, you'll get to see the pictures. It's like a, on the center of the cons- controller, it says like there's a little box of words that says Day One Edition, Special Edition or some shit. Apparently, they're all sold out. When you turn it on, it goes, hey, man, you're cool. <laughs> thank you for believing in us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um yeah, apparently all the day one editions are sold out, but they're still obviously gonna have non specially fucking ones. <laughs> so, so yeah, stiff shit if you wanted a specially one. Yeah. I you fucked it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like it's pretty clear that the PS four is fucking vastly outselling the Xbox One in pre orders. But as we all know, as time goes on It'll t- it could tell a different story. But I'm sure Sony are pretty happy with the way things are looking at the moment. Yeah, good. Hopefully they make some money off this one someday. Within the first 10 years. Yeah, three as well. Uh, yeah, it took them like... Yeah, it took a long time. Yeah. Because when it first came out, it was like $50,000. Yeah, it was ridiculously expensive. But now at this point, they've sold the exact same amount as the Xbox 360 has worldwide. Yeah. So it's like... They're definitely playing the long game. That's why Microsoft are just like... Like, obviously, they did damage control for all the shit that went down. But at the end of the day, it's a long game. And in five years' time, people aren't going to remember any of this bullshit. No, of course not. And That's why it's all just a waste of hot air. Mm. In my opinion. Like, I'm, I'm really over it, to be honest. Like, if I... If I, you know, check my Facebook and someone's posted some stupid friggin' meme cartoon shit and it's still about the PS4 and the Xbox One, I just get so annoyed. Like, And it's almost like I don't want to know about either of them right now. Because it's just like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Serious going on and you're bitching about a fucking console? Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're getting older, Susie. God, I know. The kids are pissing you off. Fucking oath. And I think the election was just a big conspiracy to distract everyone from it. Fuck. From the console war? Yeah. Wow. How deep does this go? Very deep. Straight to the top. Must be. 
Yeah. No, it's just it's just getting off putting. I mean, at the time of the announcements, yeah, fair enough. Everyone had their opinion, and they're all fucking experts. But now, when you see these jokes happening, it's yeah. like really. It's all kind of died down now. It's a bit like whatever. We'll yeah. we'll see what happens. I'm sure Aren't they'll you? both both systems are going to be awesome. I would get both if I was fucking rich. Oh, yeah, I'll, I I'll would too. I'll definitely get an Xbox One eventually, but I'm starting with the PS4 purely because I have PlayStation Plus, so I'll get free games with it. And I prefer PlayStation, so I'm, As com- we know. I'm more comfortable. I was wondering if you'd say that. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's I've, a- I've never known. <laughs> wow, I can't believe it. Two years and I never knew. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going, I'm crawling back in my hole now. Hey, you're just as bad. Knocking no, on not. death's door and you thought you had your bloody PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I don't, I don't know what that was all about, to be honest. It's like, oh, obviously I like the old bastard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, oh, dear. you guys got anything else to talk about or should we wrap this bad boy up? Uh, yeah, I think Keep we should. short for this week. Yeah, give it some, put in some formaldehyde. Yeah. Oh, can I just say congratulations for not totally derailing an episode? Like, I think in comparison to previous ones, this one's been pretty sensible. It got pretty fucking rough. <laughs> it started awesomely, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. We need like to start a, uh, a drop bear gaming dictionary of just bullshit words that get made up on this podcast. <laughs> but surprisingly, we've all been quite quite good while recording. Because yeah. beforehand, it was much worse. It was. Well, anyway, if you've got new words that you'd like us to use, <laughs> tweet them to us at drop bear gaming or send us an email at podcast at dropbeargaming.com or even... Get a fucking plane and sign right that shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's kind of expensive though. You'd be like, oi, drop bear gaming, motherfuckers. And they're in Sydney and it's like, no one's there to see it. Or so. engrave it into your console. Yeah, yes. do that actually. But um, also you can, you can post on our wall on Facebook and blah, 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 blah. Whatevs. <laughs> Just fucking do it. <laughs> Google it. Use. You want to know it? Google it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that's... enjoyed the episode. <laughs> yes, I hope they have. And that, that's probably enough from me. I'll say goodbye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye.